Welcome back to the Big Life Podcast. My name is Kevin. This is where we build a better business for a bigger life. Today, I had the pleasure of talking with Eric Newman. He is the Chief Play Officer at Rock Solid Foundation. Uh, you'll learn more about that in the actual episode, but it really was a full circle moment for me because when my son was diagnosed with cancer, his foundation actually um, helped us out and helped my son out. And so the interview is so interesting to hear his vision for Rock Solid Foundation, but also to hear that as it's told to someone who benefited from his vision very, very much. So it was a great conversation with Eric Newman, and I hope you enjoy it. Please reach out to Rock Solid Foundation at their website on social media and find Eric. And don't forget to buy his book coming out in May. This is what hope looks like. So without further ado, hope you enjoy the episode. This is The Big Life. Eric Newman is here from Rock Solid Foundation. As I mentioned in the intro, we're excited to talk to him today about what he does and how he impacts people. Eric, good morning. Thank you once again, brother, for being here and working through this with us. My pleasure, man. So tell us about uh, how let you, I mean, it's best coming from your mouth because this is your baby. You've, you've passion project that's turned into a really great impact. Tell us about Rock Solid Foundation, what you do and how you do it. Rock Solid Foundation is a nonprofit organization really at the essence of um, what we do is I truly believe that play can defeat cancer. And so Rock Solid Foundation, we build hope for kids uh, fighting pediatric cancer. And the main way that we do it, the way that I was able to meet you is we build play sets all throughout the United States um, and allow kids just to escape the reality of what they're living through. Even if it's for one second, uh, when the child and the family, they walk around the corner, they see the play set for the first time, uh, cancer has no grip on that. So then therefore we won. So every time we build one play set at a time, we beat, we beat, we defeat cancer even for that moment. I started, uh, the reason pediatric cancer is that I'm a childhood cancer survivor. I just celebrated last week, 32 years cancer free. I so, saw that. so I, and I do, I haven't gotten my tally marks yet, but I see if you can see, I'm going to flex yeah. so that everybody can see it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but every, every year, my wife and I, we make it a huge deal. Uh, we go and we celebrate, um, cancer free. And so I go every single year. So I was three when I was diagnosed. Um, I had liver cancer. They took out three quarters of the liver and they gave my parents a very slim uh, chance of me being here, but I am 32 years cancer free. I also lost two cousins to pediatric cancer. I was second child three years old when I was diagnosed. Mm. My dad's sister, second, second child three years old, got diagnosed with leukemia. She beat it. My dad's brother, second child three years old, got diagnosed with an inoperable brain tumor, ended up losing Nicole. Fast forward a little bit more, Shannon, she did relapse, unfortunately, um, and lost the battle at right around 17. So there was three of us, there was two of us, and then it's just me. Um, I struggled a lot with that because Shannon was so much better than I was. Like, I, I, I just really, really struggled with that. So lo and behold, I've always been like an entrepreneur, um, started a couple businesses, sold it. But in 2008, I ended up losing everything and went to Costa Rica. Asked, my, asked myself what this one and only life was about, wrote down a word hope on a piece of paper. I always have a journal with me. Um, and then from there, here I am 12 years later, been chasing the pediatric cancer world. So it's, uh, I married my construction knowledge, two tragedies, my construction knowledge and my cancer knowledge together. I turned my pain into my purpose. And that's why I'm sitting here talking to you right now, man. That's strong. That's strong. Uh, 2008, you were in construction. So I assume with the cra housing market crash, yeah, 
you know, I, I every, was in, every hair on the back of my neck is standing up anytime someone says 2008. Yeah, so. yeah. I was in real estate and I went out of business 2008 for the same reason. <laughs> All, right. All right, man. Yeah. Yep. So I feel that I feel that pain, but but I think that's important, you know, because it is that idea of taking pain and creating purpose out of it. You know, how can you take what you learn in hardship and help someone else maybe soften their blow a little bit or or use a life? Tell me about Costa Rica. Like, what was the thought going into Costa Rica? Um, and what did you think about when you were down there? What was sort of the revelation? So in Costa Rica, I, I legitimately called my attorney before I left. I had 1500 bucks in my bank account and I was like, Hey, I'm not fleeing the country. Don't indict me. I mean, I owed, I owed some people some money. Right. But I was like, right. I just got to get away. Uh, so I did, I got away. And honestly, I thought like I just surfed, I traveled the country, um, big time surfer been, been able to surf all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the loneliest times, but there was this moment when I was in my hammock um, at Rock and Jays in on the Caribbean side of Costa Rica, and I never felt so alone. I was completely broke, had no money, I had no money. My mom and dad, like I couldn't get home. I was homesick, and I just I, in my mosquito net. I was like, all right, what is this one and only life about? And I started arguing. Um, I lead by faith, so I started arguing or praying with God. Um, that was the first time that the word cancer had even come out of my mouth in probably about 10 years since Shannon had passed away. And I just asked myself and on a piece of paper, I wrote down hope and I circled it. And that was the only thing I wrote in the journal. I still have the journal to this day. And then I ended up coming home. I, I, Kevin, I'd love to tell you it was this huge transfiguration, but it wasn't, I was still right. broke. I was living with my parents. <laughs> like right. um, it was just not a good time in my life. But one of my buddies found out I was a cancer survivor and asked me to throw a fundraiser for our local children's hospital. We did, ended up raising $7,000. And I was able to present a huge check. Well, it was the same check presentation day that they allowed another organization to do it. And it was for 1.7 million and mine was for 7,000. They let them go first. So then I'm I'm sitting here, I'm like, why would they do that? Um, Best thing that ever happened, I didn't even have an adult chair. I was sitting in like one of those little kid chairs. I mean, it was awkward. It's, I'm glad you can find laughter out of my pain. But no, it was it was a very right. awkward moment for me. Um, yeah. But I heard this god-awful racket. Yeah. It was like, and that noise was an IV pole. And attached to that IV pole was a little guy, three years old, bald as a cue ball. And attached to that IV pole was a mama bear running mm-hmm. as fast as she could. And you, you've lived that moment, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and they stopped right in front of me. And the mom just asked me, she was like, hey, what are you doing? Like, you're sitting in my kid's seat pretty much. Um, but for the first time in my life, Kevin, I just like, I just told her the story that I had been given, the pain that I'd been through. And I couldn't, I can't recall what I said. Right. But she started to cry. And she told me the, the statement that changed my life forever. She said that you give me and my husband hope that my son will beat cancer one day. And that word, when Came it clicked everything changed. And I've been chasing that moment, that feeling of even just when I got, I had the honor, I was actually on your build site. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I hope when you see me and anybody watching that's a cancer mama bear or papa bear, that anything is possible. And I am 32 years cancer free. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I think I was, it tickled me. It made me laugh a little bit because I know the ending. And so looking back at you with the $7,000 check, and I know what kind of check you'd probably be holding up today. And so it, it was kind of this, this moment of that's funny because I know how this ends. Uh, right. And I was also picturing that's completely something that I would happen to me. And, you know, you think you're doing this 
this great thing and you are and then uh it kind of like okay god puts you a little hip jack and says <laughs> well i got i got off the elevator man there's cameras there's lights there's news crew and i'm like heck yeah they're here to see me right i'm here like, everybody i'm like i'm here and then they were like no you go sit over there but yeah. i'm like yeah. my wife calls it pouting and so like i'm like <laughs> I like I threw the check off to the side, but it was it was a it was a humbling moment. And it's yeah. it's it's right where I was supposed to be mm -hmm. at the right moment, because, you know, it too. the lights, right? The lights are addicting. When you yeah. get in the spotlight, it's very addicting. It is. Um, but I was off to the sideline right exactly where I needed to be. Yeah. And that's great. So let me tell and I want everyone to hear the story of how I met you. Um, because I think it's important because I know it's with a, especially with the foundation, the size of rock solid and all the things that you guys are involved with and all everything you do with you and your team. But I met you at 5 a.m. in my backyard, completely dark. Right. And so I went and I, it wasn't like I, I thought someone was breaking in because I knew you guys were coming. It was all. So I saw lights out there and I was like, this is not weird. Any <laughs> other day would be weird. So I wasn't worried. So I think I went out there. I had my coffee. I went out there, and uh, and I, I, you know, Eric was out there in the yard. They were getting things ready for the volunteers to show up to actually build the playground. So I say that because your hands are in the dirt, your hands are on the bolts, your hands are in the playground. You know, you're there actually working with people. Now I know it's hard for you to be on every, probably impossible to be on every single build, especially right. now. But that was a special moment for me because, and at the time I didn't put together one who you are. I was like, these guys are with rock solid. <laughs> and so, uh, so I, I think that's important to know. What does it mean to you to be on those build sites and actually have a hand in putting that thing up? I think with, for me, the larger the organization grows. So now we have staff and it went from selling donuts to where we don't sell donuts anymore. Right. Um, for me, I feel like I've been trusted, interested to, make decisions what's best for my clients and so rock solid runs like a business the only difference is my shareholders are you kevin it's Baxley, right so it's um so i've been entrusted to make decisions on what's best for you and so for me going to the build site if i don't if i don't go to build sites i'm losing the street credit of being able to make the hard decisions for the kids fighting pediatric cancer See, in leadership, like I believe that it's your leadership's not at the top of the building. Your leadership is the heartbeat, right? The heart pumps blood. The heartbeat of that organization are, are there are build sites. Um, the heart has one like couple functions, but the main function is to pump blood into pump life. If I'm called to make the hard decisions for this organization, then I'm called to be on those build sites. So if you join our board of directors, if you join our staff, you have to attend these builds. It's it's a get to and have to at the same time, but it helps make keeps me on ground level at ground zero. Yeah, yeah. I've got a great picture of us uh, sitting on the swing set after it was built. Um, it's something that inspired me uh, because you know we we'd already been talking about the hug your people stuff, but not really. I'd never seen or met anyone who said that's possible. It's impossible to impact great change. Um, and so you were the first person I met. I was like, once I get through with this, once we beat this thing, or once we get to a better spot, let's go help some other people. How do we do that? So right. thank you for that day. And I want to hold something up real quick. You may or may not know that I have this, but this is another thing you guys do. This oh, is, the ready bag. Yeah, this is, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I do want to share, you know, us to kind of back and forth. So the ready bag was the first thing that I got that we got when Baxter was diagnosed that was like, here's a gift. And I was like, well, they're just giving us stuff now. What is that? I don't even know what this is. 
had no idea who you were, obviously, at that point, because we were kind of blindsided and dizzy from the whole thing. But um, for those of you who don't know, ready bag is like, you know, as parents, you got to be ready at all times. So we kept that packed with our clothes, our toiletries, uh, Baxley stuff, things like that. So that if we had to rush the emergency room, um, that was that's always uh, something really special. But tell me about the process of the build. Like when you guys are building a, a place set, what's that day look like from your perspective? So if I can, so the ready bag that you did yeah, talk about. Right. Like, so really the, the flag, well, the flagship program, what catches people's attention, right? You yeah. got to catch their attention first and then you change their heart. So yeah. the place that catches everybody's attention, but one of the heartbeats of the organization is the ready bag. Uh, we deploy those out. I think we're now partnered with 54 hospitals throughout the United States. This year, we'll give close to 1,700 of those bags out. Um, but the reason that those bags are there is because I truly believe darkness has to flee from light. It has to. Yeah. Um, and I asked my mom when we were in our world headquarters, which a lot of great things are in garages. So it was at my parents' garage. I asked my mom what was the one thing she remembered on the day that I was diagnosed. Mm. And so my mom chose to throw away cancer. She doesn't really talk about cancer that much anymore um, because there is something called survivor guilt. My mom has me. My aunts and my uncles don't have their kids. Um, yeah. But she came a couple weeks later and said, hey, I remember your dad had to leave me on one of the worst days of my life to go pack a bag. And he forgot half of the stuff that I needed. And so with me being a cancer survivor, I'm like, well, if I can be cancer, I can do anything in this world. Why don't we just eradicate that moment from this face of this earth? Like no family should ever be split up. So I think it is important to understand the root of something, because if yeah. you if you understand the root, you identify with the fruit. So the ready bags are, are like our Navy SEALs. We drop them in. It deploys hope. It's right when you meet us. I don't want we don't want anything from you except for you to know that there's someone out there that loves you. And we're the first in. And we'll be the last to leave is kind of the the mentality with the ready bag. So sorry, I had to, that's no that's my team, my team's like, why don't you talk about the bags more? So Kevin, thank you for um, <laughs> in case my marketing team is looking like I'm like, yes, yes, you got me out of trouble. You're welcome, team. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what is so true, you know, and we I don't I didn't want to skate by it, but you know, we when we got the bag, and I want, I want you to know like this bag is not full of like little trinkets, like it had a Samsung tablet in it, it had like but and you don't understand how important that is until you're in the hospital and your kid can't walk and they're hooked up to IV poles and you're like, oh, I get it now. Right. That, it's that, now their playground. It's now their playground. Yeah. So it was very thoughtfully done. And it, and I think I think what makes Rock Solid one of my favorite organizations is because you've lived it, you've thought about things that a new parent in that situation couldn't possibly know. Right. Um, and so I think that's where the ready bag came in. So. And obviously, Katie O'Neill's on here. She wanted to say thank you so much for uh, giving her a playground. Um, she okay. just got hers, I think, last month, and they're thoroughly enjoying. Adelaide is enjoying hers, and uh, so she wanted to say thanks as well. Uh, oh, you're very welcome. I can't see who else is on there, but we'll well let's move into. So, what does the day of a build look like for you, organizationally, or or just from being on site? So it looks a little bit different now with COVID. Right. So I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll back yeah. in. So on a typical pre-COVID, um, it would show we our team would come into town. Um, I mean, we build these things all over the U.S. We're based in Virginia Beach. We had a little satellite hub in uh, Southern California. And it's almost like Navy SEALs. We get three or four missions in a row, three or four families that we get to love and serve. And then we train our teams and they're, they're elites. Right. They come in with all the swag, with everything, drop them in. 
they deploy hope, they love and serve you right where you are, and then they get out. Um, but the way that works is we show up in the morning, uh, we separate the play set. It used to take us 22 hours to do one. Um, the very first place that I ever built, I swore when I put that last anchor in the ground, my buddy conned me into doing a play set for him because I was broke in construction. And I swear I would never do another one. His daughter ran out, gave me a hug, handed me a check and said, thank you for letting me play. And my dad was standing right next to me. He was free labor. And I looked at him, tears in my eyes like that. I'm like, I think I'm supposed to build play sets for kids fighting cancer. And my dad was like, why can't you just get a normal job? Like, why can't you just go work at the shipyard or at the railroad? Right. Um, so all of that being said, like now it takes us probably about 45 minutes to an hour to set up. Takes us about two and a half hours to build the playset. Um, we break everything down into stations. Uh, we've been very successful before COVID, um, selling them to corporate America as team building exercises. Um, and I started the podcast or the the video off with saying we run like a business. We have to make sure, like, if you want to change the world, right? And there's nothing wrong with baked good sales. Not saying that, right? But if if you want to change the world then don't throw a baked good sale, right? So like for us, we want to generate revenue so that we can build a lot of play sets. And so we've structured it as team building exercise. We've built for Microsoft, Wienersent, so the world's largest hot dog franchise. Um, I mean, we're all over the United States. They show up, the team building, the people show up about 8.30. I think who did it with you was Atlantic Bay, I believe. It was. Yep. Um, they show up. And then we rally around you guys and they go into the backyard. It's like extreme home makeover, except I don't have one of the <laughs> foghorns or a bus. I think I rented a truck at your house. So um, it's an experience. And we want to, I truly believe simplicity is the key. Um, the enemy of simplicity is complexity. So we have to make this as simple as possible for people to be able to love and serve their community. Yeah. And it really is seamless. You know, um, my perspective of that. So for, for everyone listening, um, this was pre-COVID. I want to talk about post what uh, pivots you've made because you've talked about that because I think the pivots in 2020 haven't escaped the nonprofit world or the foundations or the give backs. So in fact, they've probably impacted you more than uh, more than most people. So let's talk about that. But from a dad perspective, you know, I mentioned I met Eric at 5 a.m. in the dark in my backyard uh, and then the volunteers showed up at 8, 8.30. We got on a limo to go to breakfast and to take Baxley to play. So he, we weren't even here while all this is going on. And so we left at 8, 8.30, somewhere around there. And we got a call around 11 o'clock saying, it's ready. It's all done. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we came back home yeah. and, and we had a lot of volunteers and we had, uh, you know, and the, the big reveal is when your kid gets to see that playground for the first time, it was just very emotional, very, um, but, but then I think one of the things that your team did well, because my son, he doesn't like attention like that, doesn't like to be in the spotlight. So um, you got to give some hugs. This was again, pre-COVID. So we were able to, give some hugs and high fives and handshakes with everybody. The, the most special thing that happened was all that's going on. And then we realized that everyone that worked on it signed it. Right. And I mean, I get emotional just talking about it. going through and reading some of those messages, especially yours. It's just really, it, it kind of, it brings you all there every time we go out there. Right. It takes you back to that day. Whose idea was it to sign the playground? Um, so the combination, I think it was a combination of things, but it was at the end of the day that, um, one of like the very first place that we ever built, one of my buddies, um, which still works for the foundation now. And he was like, man, you should, you should just sign it. And so honestly, I took a Sharpie. The wood was still wet. Actually, it wasn't even a Sharpie. 
it was like a, a Crayola marker and it bled right through. And so it, this, this, what is now something glorious that you and your family get to, right. it just exploded on the playset. Um, but it's the fact of like, Kevin, you know, during this, there's mountaintops and there's valleys, right? Yeah. There's you can't escape it. And that's yep. just the reality of it. Um, and you probably find yourself in valleys more so than you do mountaintops. 100%. But this signature is designed specifically for every time you go out to that place and you see that if you're in a rut, it again, it goes back to the ready bag. There's someone out there that just loves you. And at the yeah. end of the day, like you can't escape that. Um, so it was a combination. Um, rock solid is one big um, collaboration of pizza, t-shirts and beer can change the world. Like that's all I had. I mean, so it's, I'm writing a book and that's one of the chapters is like, you can change the world with pizza, beer, and t-shirts. And that's what it is. It's a combination of my buddies, um, people that have believed in me in the organization, but those, those signatures, um, that's something that I, we get comments from all over the United States of people just thanking us just for that, because the attention to detail does matter. Yeah. Um, it's a lot bigger than a playset. It's oh, a whole lot bigger. Completely. And I, I think it's that's the part that's really hard to explain. Um, not being in it, you know, your message on our playset was, I, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit, but it's something effect of uh, backs, your story will change the world. You know, and I think that's that's true. If you're willing to take that, if that's in your DNA, if God puts that on you to kind of right. share share that part with you, which he obviously has. Um, with us. And so I didn't, looking back, I'm like, you know, it's kind of why I laughed when I saw you with the $7,000 check, because I do know what kind of check you'd be holding today if you had that task again, you know, so reading that for the first time, I didn't see it. Uh, And that was over a year ago. Um, Reading that, I go out to the playground, which is right out my office window. And I read that now. And I go, he was right. He, he, you know, so that's, again, that's a rock solid kind of staying ahead of the curve, giving you that hope. And I think that's important. How many play sets uh, estimation or actual have you built to date? Um, so with the new program, so before COVID, probably close to about 800. Um, with this new program that we're launching with Rod, we've done 100 just in the month of September. Um, so what? it's it's really significantly, yeah. And so we're our goal is to do 200 and I think 200 by the end of this year, um, just in the new program, along with, I think we'll probably push about a hundred of our traditional play sets, kind of Kevin, what you guys were able to experience. But for us, when COVID hit, um, you put me in a corner, I'm coming out swinging again. Yeah. It's that mentality. My dad, so my mm-hmm. mom never talked about it, but my dad, we were like, Hey, you're a Newman. Newman's are strong. You're courageous. You're one of a kind. You're brilliant. You're smart. So I say this to my daughter and my son every single day, um, Newman's love Jesus and so on and so forth. But at the end of it, my mom would always say that, but then my dad would always say it, but then he would lean into me. And in that whispers, like you can beat cancer, you can do anything in this world. Um, so I have that DNA inside of me, but it's the fact of when COVID hit, mm-hmm. everything stopped, Yeah, but cancer did not stop. Right. And you talking about like, I wasn't worried about the money. I wasn't worried about, I mean, everything that you have to worry about with a business. I wasn't worried about that. I was, I was worried what keeps you up at night and what you first wake up in the morning. I think that's that pain purpose that's trying to tell you something. Um, 
cancer wasn't quitting and it wasn't just shutting down. So if cancer is not stopping and I feel like this is what God's called me to do, I'm not stopping. Right. And so then we deployed it with our team and then we created rod rock solid on demand by a push of a button, we can deploy hope. And so we're teaching people how to love and serve their community. And we're, because you, you live in South Carolina, let's say you or anybody watching, you live in South Carolina. The best thing on any job site is the conduit because it holds the power, right? Puts the electricity in, it stems up here, the family that needs to be loved and served. Well, guess what? It stems up to the community, the volunteers that want to love and serve them. We're the power source. You don't ever see us. But so with that, by a push button, the place that gets dropped, you sign up to be a host. And then you get um, into our training videos. We teach you how to build the playset. We teach you how to present the plaque. We teach you how to sign the playset. And we have done a hundred of those in the month of September. And I've been sitting at my house. I'm not that I'm not working, but just trying to figure some other stuff out. Yeah, that's. I mean, I think when you talk about blessings out of things that are perceived as tragedy, you know, um, so COVID obviously, and, and the, the gravity for you know, cancer kids are immune compromised. So. It, it very much is you can't bring 30 people to a cancer kid's house during COVID or pandemic and, and feel okay about it. You just can't do it. So that's right. why uh, the, there was so much pivot, even though you're outside, even though you're in the backyard, it's just not feasible. So I think when you look at like what you guys have been able to pull off, you're helping a lot more kids um, through this, this tough time. And uh, even though I know, and we'll get back to the point, I'm, I'm optimistic. We'll get back to the point where you are back on site uh, and you are building, but you're also, you know, unfortunately, and I say unfortunately because I wish no one needed a playground, right? Um, and I know you do too. But now, looking at 101 month versus 800 since inception, since the start of Rock Solid, it's like wow. Now we can we can really send a big a big jolt to these kids. Right. So that's just remarkable. Good job. One of the one Lizzie. of the hardest things, even before that, we had to do in the organization was to say no. Um, so it's and that's the part that would keep me up at night. Now you say no, so you can say yes later. And I'm not saying that I do not say no. I think that's what qualifies the leader is that you have to say no. Um, right. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Um, but for us, like we had to say no, and we haven't had to say no, like we're fulfilling applications from this little girl in Omaha, from Washington, from Oregon. And it just allows us because when you push me in a corner, that's when we come out swinging. And my team has I mean, they've, it's going to be a game changer for us. We'll do 400 next year. Um, we'll do 400 rods and we'll do about 60 to 75 of the traditional. We're back on site now. Um, okay. We good. are doing it. And, but we're doing, it's limited. Um, yep. You don't have the interaction. We don't send the families out. We have a special cleaning that it costs us a lot of money to do it, but it's worth it. Right. Right. Um, because at the end of the day, if we build this place and the kid, the kid gets sicker, I don't know if that's a word sicker sounds right, but like Let's you, go with it. you defeat it. Yeah. You defeated it. So, yeah. um, a, I was, I was scheduled to travel more than I was ever supposed to. Um, I had paid speaking gigs. I had all this stuff that was lined up and mm -hmm. my wife, when you hold a brick, right. When you hold a brick, one brick is not heavy, but when you hold it over time, it gets pretty heavy. And my wife was like, she was exhausted. We have two small kids. This was truly like after I got out of that first initial, like, holy beep, fill in the yeah. blank. Um, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me as a dad, as a husband and as a leader. Um, it's made us be extremely creative. Yeah. 
I think the you know because I I work, I'm, I work in business too, and I think when you look at from a logistical standpoint of what you've been able to, to do, and it takes a it takes a driven, motivated person to to be backed in a corner and come out and say, let's pivot, let's rethink this, let's let's all get the team together, let's figure this out, and then looking back, going, that's probably I what I wouldn't have had the chance to think about had we not gone through this, you know, and and so I think that that's remarkable. And I know your wife appreciates the extra hands around the house. <laughs> a little more often. I love my kids, but man, homeschooling and all that stuff. Oh. Like, you know, she's, she's amazing. So she's definitely the rock in rock solid. So. Yeah, I love that. Love that. Love that. She was on our build too, I believe. I believe she was here as, as well. So she, always yeah. nice. She what was is able that? to travel. She was able to travel with me. Um, so we can go and get away for like a weekend. We went to South Carolina. We did a couple projects and we were able to just to kind of hang out together. So my parents watched my kids. So yeah, she was with us. It was awesome. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. What's kind of next for for Rock Solid? Like obviously stay the course and keep making an impact. But what is your big vision uh, in the future? Well, we have um, we just went through a process. Um, it's called traction. I don't mm -hmm. know. If, have you ever heard of traction? So anyways, we just did that. And it's our 10 year vision. So 10 year vision in the speed of change with technology is like unseen, unheard of. Right. Right. Um, but in reality, it's like our BHAG, big, hairy, audacious goal, Jim Collins. That's not mine. I wish it was. It was great. Um, our BHAG in 10 years from 2020. So 2030, we'll be doing 3000 play sets a year. Uh, we'll be fulfilling close to 16,000 bags, depending on which study you read. Like there's 13,500 to 11,500 or 16,000. Uh, we're going after 16,000. Mm -hmm. uh, 16,000 ready bags will be deployed a year. And then we'll probably do about 500 traditional models um, a year in by 2030. So it's a huge goal. Yeah. But at the end of the day, man, like uh, if I can be cancer, we can do anything. That I can do anything in this world. And it's not an I, it's a we, right? We're, not, we're French, we, we. Um, yeah. I got all the all the Newmanisms, man. I could just keep rolling with you. So. I love it. Well, I think that's what makes it special, you know, because one of the things that we got a sense of when you guys showed up to our house, uh, and I think I know a couple other parents who would say the same thing, is we kind of were embraced by your culture. And we kind of all the volunteers were embraced by your culture. Um, and it really was this confidence that I don't know how this is going to help, but somehow this playset is going to help. And when you look at the benefits of it, you know, um, so one mental health for these kids, because they can't go to the traditional playgrounds or the park or things like that most of the time because of their blood count and, and their immune systems. Um, but two, not having to get in the car and drive there, it's just right here in your backyard uh, is, is a big help. Um, physical therapy was huge for us, you know, neuropathy with Baxley's joints and bones and things like that. And um, so him being able to go out and swing in the backyard, his relationships with our neighbors, of course, we got this fancy new playground. The kids want to come over. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> All of a sudden, he's the coolest I kid. Rem I remember your neighbors did come over. They actually came over and helped build. I yeah. remember it, Bonefish Grill. Yep. For some yep. reason, it wasn't. It, that's it not was. his name. If you're watching, that's not his name. <laughs> right. right. Like, I just a, remember little nuggets. He's a partner at Bonefish Grill. Yep. And yeah. So, uh, yeah. But Very it cool. really is this the, the layers of importance for what you do goes, it just, you know, goes so deep. But that, I, I think the, the Newmanisms, as you call it, were very much on site that day, and everyone's like, "Yeah, that's what we're calling it. We're French, wee wee." You know, those yeah, wee wee, man. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's good. It's good. So, uh, you got a podcast? What's the name of the podcast? 
Uh, what? So we have we're not we haven't been doing the podcast. I've stopped on that um, because of again just the simplicity of it. Um, right. So it used to be called What Hope Looks Like, but now my book will come out May twenty twenty one, and it's called What Hope Looks Like. It's taking your pain and turning it into your purpose. Um, so we're going to utilize that. I'm going to be doing some speaking, some coaching on how to help people take their pain and turn it into a nonprofit or a, bu a business with a mission. Um, so instead of doing that, um, instead of the podcast, that's what we're focusing on now. Um, love, love it. So I, I think it, we just got to get creative. I, I have a love hate relationship with the nonprofit world. I think that it's been very um, boxed in. And mm -hmm. I honestly, the difference is it's not a halo, is, uh, even though this light looks like a halo over my head. Um, a nonprofit status is just that's what it is. It's, it's a designation by the IRS. Um, now we're going to give everything we have to loving and serving the cancer community. But I feel like it's up to us to be as creative as possible mm -hmm. to be able to reach that goal. So uh, we'll see how it works. And guess what? If it doesn't, we'll test and pivot. Test hard, pivot often, man. It's kind of like just go for it. That's it. That's it. And I, th I think that's good. That's a good lesson for, for folks who, who are uh, maybe have a view of nonprofits and what they do and, and everything, you know, it is a business. It is, a you know, and there's a, a friend of mine told me, you know, way back in the day, you know, margin, no mission, meaning if we don't raise the funds or have the money, we can't fulfill our purpose. And so that that's why you have to lead it in the way that you lead it. So that, that's excellent. So go get the book. What hope looks like out May, 2021. Uh, Eric's going to be doing some great Fingers work. Cross. Fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah, we'll we'll remind you of it. We'll, we'll okay, there's no doubt. I have a whole lot of people reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so so make sure you get that. How can we connect with you and the Rock Solid team? What's the best way? Uh, you can go to RockSolidFoundation.org and Rock is spelled R-O-C. Uh, the K legitimately fell off. So uh, just go to the website and follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, it's Newman at Newman Experience. Um, that's where you'll see a lot of the book updates and stuff like that. So it's um, it's not always easy, but it is worth it, man. And Kevin, you're doing amazing stuff too. And I'm I'm excited now that you guys are on this side, on getting on the other side, that I'm going to be able to be here to love and serve you guys to the next phase, right? So first yeah. in, last to leave. So what is that? And what I do write on the place that is like. Never forget, you have a story to tell. That's and it. any way that I can help you guys tell that story, because there's 365 days a year, I think, last time I checked. So Those far. kids deserve something every single day. The only competition that we have or any of this whole world is cancer. So anything I can do to help love and serve your family, man, you, I got you. Anything Thank that I got. Thank you, brother. And, uh, you know, it's not a lot of people say that, and I believe them. You're one of the few that every time you say it, uh, I believe it. And I know that, you know, and that's why I reached out to you to kind of sit and have a moment with me. One, to show gratitude for you, but what you do, because it's directly impacted my family and a lot of my close friends. Um, but two, to let people out there know what you do and that, you know, you're right. Cancer doesn't end. Uh, we wish it did. You know, I, I wish that Rock Solid was out of business. Right. 1,000. I'll go dig water wells or something right. in Africa. Like I'll yeah. go do something, but, yeah. but that'll uh, be the best day of my life. It, it, it will be. And uh, but in, in the meantime, we have to deal with reality. And the reality is you really can beat cancer through play like play does defeat cancer. And so we really appreciate everything you do. Thanks for taking time out of your busy, busy schedule for us today. And you guys out there go connect with Eric. Get a, get in front of Rock Solid Foundation. 
if you own a business, figure out how you can put a place set in the kid's backyard, yes. figure out how you can rally your friends. Now that we've got uh, Rock Solid on Demand. Is that it? Art Rod, Rock Solid on Demand. Yeah. Rock Solid on Demand. Now that we've got Rock Solid on Demand, we can really uh, do more from an individual level. So make sure you're getting on on the website, hook, hook up with social media, uh, anything that we can collectively do to, to push this thing through, because I have seen firsthand what it does for a child and their parents. And it really is remarkable. So thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you. And there you have it. Something tells me, I don't think you've seen the last of the two of us in the same room together. Uh, such a pleasure always talking with Eric and, and getting his story and uh, how Rock Solid came to fruition and all the wonderful things that he's doing uh, through COVID with the organization to expand his reach. Uh, just really remarkable what they've been able to do and, and will continue to do. And again, reach out to him via social media on the website. You know, $5 a day really gets a playground in front of these children. And that's really, uh, you know, just skip a coffee and give a kid a place to play really is. So uh, so jump on their website and help them out if you, if you feel so inclined. Coming up for us, we really have an exciting year. Uh, we'll be doing another fundraiser in uh, December-ish uh, for an unnamed organization right now. But um, it, it will be our next next effort to really help kids with cancer. And always in April, the first Big Life event, 12 people, four adventures, three days. This really is transformation from using business principles to enhance your life. So it falls into the category of a better business for a bigger life. You'll leave those three days inspired. You'll leave those three days with a great plan for the next 12 months. You'll leave those three days having met some like-minded people who are really pushing to have their business impact their life and their life impact their business. So we're looking forward to that in April. As always, jump on Facebook. The Big Life group is over there. Hug Your People is over there. I'm over there. I'm on LinkedIn and Instagram as well. Connect with us any way you can. If there's anyone you'd like to see on the Big Life podcast, please reach out and let us know. and We'll try to make that happen. In the meantime, don't stop building a better business so that you can live a bigger life. My name is Kevin Hoover. We'll see you next time.